0: Welcome, it's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richie. Good to be with you. We got a lot on the agenda today. Breaking down news of the day, we have been Corolo. That is going to be quite amazing. So forgive me in advance, my notes are on a computer screen to my left. So I will refer to my notes momentarily as we break down the stories. Now, if you remember, we had a caronicity situation that we covered on Indisputable. It was actually an anti-caring. His name is Rashad Lee, making me proud in them streets. We have a surprise for you in the bullpen. That is all I'm going to say. All right, top story of the day, South Carolina, let's put up a picture of the governor. Yeah, South Carolina governor, his name is Henry McMaster. Governor McMaster is for this. South Carolina has given the green light for condemned prisoners in in the state to be executed by a firing squad. Yeah, they're bringing back the firing squad. Final approval came after the State Department of Corrections said renovations had been completed on a new death chamber where the executions can take place in the state capital of Columbia. The electric chair is the state's primary method of execution. But a May 2020 law, this law was passed last year, now allows prisoners to choose to die by lethal lethal injection or firing squad, the state said in a press release. Now I'm going somewhere with this, the new chamber which cost $53,600 to build. Consists of a metal chair with restraints that faces a wall. The wall has a rectangular opening where three shooters can carry out the sentence. Witnesses can watch the action behind bulletproof glass. Inmates will receive a hood and be allowed to make a final statement. They're not the only ones Oklahoma, Mississippi and Utah. They also allow for death by firing squad. Now let me remind you at one time the US Supreme Court said this was cruel and unusual punishment. It is now being brought back to state governments. The death penalty is a waste, a complete waste of taxpayer money, and has no public safety benefit whatsoever. The vast majority of law enforcement professional surveyed agree that capital punishment does not deter crime, violent crime. A survey of police chiefs nationwide found that they rank the death penalty lowest among ways to reduce violent crime. Innocent people are too often sentenced to death. Since 1973, over 156 people have been released from death rows in 26 states because of innocence. They never did it. Nationally, at least one person is exonerated for every 10 that are executed. That's what we know about on the record. Now, let's go to the states, 10, out of the 12 states without capital punishment have homicide rates below the national average. So look at that states that do not have a death penalty actually have lower homicide rates. The FBI data shows while half the states with the death penalty have homicide rates above the national average in a state by state analysis. The times found that during the last 20 years, the homicide rate rate in states with the death penalty has been 48% to 101% higher than states without the death penalty. Now, governments need to just say what it is. While governors will still tell you, "Oh, this is about deterring crime. This is about sending a message to would be killers. So it justifies the state killing somebody, I'm anti death penalty by the way. But they use this false premise that does not bear out in the facts. If their premise was accurate, then states with death penalties would have a lower murder rate. They would have a lower capital murder ratio, but they don't. The reality is, these things do not stop these extreme crimes, not at all. All right, Ben, thoughts here.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's I mean, two ways to go with this, right? First and foremost, there's a ton of innocent people that get wrapped up into this and unfortunately end up getting executed. Because while one in 10 people get exonerated nationally, there's a lot of people that are innocent that don't get exonerated because right. for whatever reason, their case just doesn't work out on appeal. Um, But then there's also the cultural significance, which I think is really what the Republicans want here. The truth of the matter is, is we are seeing a Escalates this rhetoric from a lot of Republicans right now. And amid that escalation, we are also seeing this push for things like firing squads. I feel like it's fundamentally impossible to disconnect those two things from each other. And I'm gonna go ahead on a limb and say that having something like a firing squad in your state, if anything, is gonna increase the murder rate. Because ultimately what it does is it propagates a culture of violence that deems some people unworthy of life. And by trying to deem people as unworthy of life, it gives tacit permission for people People in the general public to decide within their own minds who is and is not a criminal, um, and that right there—that devaluing of human life—most definitely leads to a, a litany of different types of violence that we see, including things like hate crimes and domestic violence, etc.
0: You know, and I want people to understand this: just because the government says it's okay to do, doesn't make it somehow okay to do. Uh, the government engages in premeditated homicide when they engage in the death penalty. That's what it is, make no mistake about it. And once again, their entire premise rests on a lie. It does not stop these kinds of crimes from happening. And I believe personally being that life without the possibility of parole for individuals that deserve not to be on the street again. There are some people they don't deserve to walk among us ever again, I believe that. I think having them locked up until they die inside of that jail of natural causes is a worse penalty than having the lethal injection or anything else. And governments at some point, they gotta be honest, why are they really doing it, man? Why do they really have the death penalty? It's for vengeance, it's vengeance, that's what it is. And they feel as if this settles the score, so to speak. But you have to be very careful, you cannot become the evil You wish to eradicate, if you're saying that murder is an evil, don't engage in murder to eradicate the evil you proclaim to step and stand against. Let me go to this story, a man took a hostage to a job interview. Where was he interviewing? He was interviewing at the county jail. El Paso, Texas, let's highlight, let's put up his picture. Yeah, there he is. A Texas man was arrested after police said he kidnapped a woman, forced her to accompany him to a job interview at the Otero County Jail. His name is Matthew Contreras. In a news release, the police said they arrested Matthew Contreras 25 years of age after investigators said he physically attacked the victim. Then forced her to go to the interview at gunpoint. The victim was eventually able to attract the attention of an officer in the parking lot and received help. Court documents obtained by KVI show the victim was in a relationship with Contreras and the pair had been living together for several years. The victim told police, she woke up to find Contreras going through her phone after which he accused her of cheating on him. Contreras is accused of punching and kicking the victim, threatening her with both knife and gun, cutting her hair with the knife and pouring bleach on her body, KVIA reported. The victim told police at one point, the suspect put a gun in her mouth. The victim told the police, she said just killed me already at one point. Police told KVIA the couple then drove to the jail where Contreras had a job interview with their two year old son in the car. Now, there's not definite confirmation as to what job he was applying for. But we have seen time and time again that individuals who act in this manner are attracted to the profession of policing or being around that profession. We have seen the surveys that shows based on self reported data. Individuals in law enforcement, roughly 40% of them, 40% plus, they engage in some level of violence in their relationships. Well, that's staggering. That's the highest in the profession of any other profession. Ben, thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is just an absolutely horrifying situation. And like with what you said, like I can't help but think about how things might have played out differently had he already got the job cuz i guess we don't know exactly what job he was applying for but let's say he was applying for some sort of law enforcement position at the jail we know the history of law enforcement you know basically having that you know um the the blue line that they hold where they they uh, you know don't don't call each other out for like the crimes that they have committed and so ultimately like ultimately I think there's probably a lot more situations that are similar to this that we're not getting the full story on that happen in other places, and that we're, I guess, lucky as a public that he didn't get the job. Um, obviously, like you know, we need to be very, very lucky that a police officer noticed what was going on uh, and, and saved the victim from from the situation, because that's an absolutely terrifying situation to be in. Um, but this tendency of people who sort of have this inclination to abuse power, to go out of their way to seek positions of power is really something that needs to be reconciled with that we just as a society haven't. We got more on the other side is indisputable stick and stay.
2: All right, welcome
0: back, we still got a lot of show left. Let me read some of these comments before I get into the rest of it. Before I go to the comments, remember every day the watch list. The big homie Jr. Jackson, beautiful show. Go to tyt.com forward slash watch list tyt. Follow, subscribe, and support the show. That's live every weekday, 12 p.m. Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific time. Find out the stories that you should be paying attention to. It covers a lot of ground: news, politics, culture, current events, sports, and more. Also, watch The Young Turks on Local Now streaming across your favorite devices. Find us in the news section. Stay connected to what's happening near you with Local Now, your one stop shop for free local news, weather and more. Choose from over 200 local streams to find the news and info that's most relevant to you. Local Now has over 200 live channels, thousands of free movies to choose from. Local Now, where you are is where it's at, all right? Okay. Let's read some of these comments, Dana Manning. Wait, the person decides the way they are executed, that's grotesque, WTF. How about we get rid of the death penalty? But conservatives are so bloodthirsty, they need to call for people's death. as they treated lynchings as entertainment, that's correct. Lynn, I wonder how many innocent people will be executed by the firing squad. Abstract dragon, the bloodlust of our fellow citizens is truly disturbing and I concur. All right, we have an update to a story. Now here's how I'm going to do this. We reported on a story about an officer who experienced extreme racism inside of his shift. He was on a text message thread where his white colleagues talked about starting a race war. They were anti Black Lives Matter, wanted them to die, and the list goes on. In order for him to be in this group, one of his colleagues said that well, he's actually half white to make him more digestible to the white officers around him. Let's put up a picture of the person in charge of that command unit. His name is Chief Daryl McSwain. He's the chief of the Montgomery County Division and is overseeing the discipline of the officers involved. I'm going to highlight that. Now, here's what we did in reporting just a few days ago. There was another chief that we highlighted at Indisputable. His name is Stanley. Stanley was not the correct chief, but I'm going to also give you information of how the two got conflated. We were contacted by the Prince George County Division of the Maryland National Park Police. So here it is. The Maryland National County Park is split between Prince George and Montgomery, okay? When researching for the story, the articles that covered the incident showed both. It did not make a distinction between Prince George and Montgomery County. Thus in the process we identified the other division and that division chief, that division chief his name is Stanley Johnson. I apologize to officer Stanley Johnson. Now I will give you the background to that story. If you remember, this was about a lawsuit, a lawsuit that has been filed by an officer, Mark Miles. Mark Miles of the Maryland National Capital Park Police, Montgomery County, is filing a lawsuit against officers who sent him racist and abusive messages, reported the Daily Record. The suit claims the officer spoke in a group chat about triggering a race war that mentions toward with mentions toward far right extremist groups. Miles joined the police division in April 2020 becoming the only black officer on his shift. The lawsuit said those involved were other officers on his shift and a supervisor who often made his race a subject of conversation. Here's what's in the complaint. The complaint alleges that Miles supervisor in shift five Sergeant Stephanie Harvey told Miles that other officers in the squad were worried they could not trust him because of his race, as if blackness is somehow a crime. Harvey told Miles that she would informed the other officers that he was in fact half white and half black. As soon as he was added to the group, Harvey allegedly sent a photo of a black child that said, well, hello MFR. On another occasion, Harvey texted the group, they want a race war, okay, let's go. Miles, you're on our side. At least half of you is. That's in written commentary. Harvey did not stop there. According to the complaint, she also proudly proclaimed herself as a racist, misogynistic, and homophobic. Then went further to suggest it was time to start killing Black Lives Matter protesters to kick off a civil war. Another officer responded back Boogaloo is coming, referring to a far right extremist movement per the suit. Harvey was also alleged to be dismissive of racial bias training and claimed racism was simply made up even though according to the narrative, she in fact said she's racist. Now, remember these are people with significant public trust. They have a gun, they have a badge. They have a police report. They are typically trusted by many, not by all, but they have a lot of power. If a person believes you are, less than human, that you are something subhuman, that you are in fact the n-word or worthy of their racial and homophobic slurs. Do you think they can be fair in their pursuit and application of actual justice? Or do you think the bias of who they are plays out in the profession that they are in? That That is what makes this dangerous. That is why this should be covered and highlighted. Once Miles reported these messages, to another supervisor, they retaliated against uh, against him. Uh, instead of looking into the issue, Miles was removed from the group chat. Now, remember, he got all of this in writing. Excluded from work events, and even when he called for backup at a high-risk stop, no one showed up. Do you think they give a damn about law enforcement? The lawsuit calls for Harvey to be fired. And for the, the the department to monitor employment complaints of misconduct to make sure no one has to go through what Miles did. Miles is also seeking compensation for the physical and emotional distress, humiliation and embarrassment he endured reported WTOP news, okay? Now, after we did the initial story, we got a response from the police division. I'm going to read the statement issued. When a series of secret text messages among a group of park police officers came to the attention of our management. We promptly initiated an investigation and took appropriate action based on the findings of that inquiry. In accordance with the Maryland Law Enforcement Officer Bill of Rights, several officers were suspended, suspended and referred to the disciplinary process for termination, not fired on the spot. Suspended, some of them were recommended for termination. The statement continues, while we cannot disclose the details of individual personnel actions or pending proceedings, the suggestion that the park police management ignored allegations of misconduct by this group of officers is simply incorrect. And we will make the results of the trial board process public at the appropriate time. Our park police leadership team does not tolerate racism or harassment in the workplace and will not hesitate to put a stop to any such behavior whenever it rises. Once again, put up a picture of the chief, Chief Daryl McSwain, okay, here's the reality chief. And to the management, you don't have a policy problem. You have a cultural problem because the officer took this information to you. According to the officer, I believe him more than I believe you. The officer said you retaliated against him, kicked him out of the group chat, no longer invited him to events. It was retaliatory, it was retaliation at his best. That's what happened. I do believe his lawsuit. Now, for the individual that I named in a previous report, Chief Stanley, you have my sincere apologies. This brother is the actual problem. Put up his picture again. There's no way in the hell you have a brother in charge of a racist-ass shift of police officers, and all they get is a damn suspension. And all of you all are hiding and protecting those cops, I would leak the names personally and then tell you I did it at the press conference. That's how you make an example of cops who do not give a damn about the public trust they have. You make examples out of criminals, do you not? I'm sure you've held a press conference or two and said, we're going to prosecute to the fullest extent of the law and make examples out of those who would dare violate the common trust in this community. Good for you. You got criminals amongst you. What are you going to do? Ben, thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a few different directions here. Like, let's let's assume, let's just let's just assume in good faith that all of these police officers that were involved in this lose their jobs. But that wouldn't be enough, wouldn't, because we would need to make sure that they don't get a job in another police department, yep. and then. We need to be looking backwards into into all of the people that they've arrested and why they've arrested these people. Every public defender in the country should have a list of police officers who've said and done things like this. Because the truth of the matter is there are probably innocent people who are in prison right now today based off of the testimony of some of these police officers. And I fully believe that. And I think that it's something that is worth following up on. And that's one of the reasons why it's so terrible to have police officers like this. Because ultimately, Even if somebody's guilty and they're in prison, if you have a police officer like this that's doing and saying all of these things, well, then the entire record of all of the people they put in prison comes into question. And would some guilty people also get let free? Yeah, probably, but that's not their fault. That's these police officers' fault and the police department's fault for allowing this to be the culture that they have.
0: That's right. Very well said. And let me remind everyone this is really, this is truly defunding the police the police will pay money in order to settle lawsuits. And nobody on the right or the conservative side says, well, that's defunding the police, we should stand against that. Well, good, if you stand against defunding the police, that means you stand against corrupt cops, cops that violate the civil and human rights of citizens. You have to stand against them because they're the ones defunding the police.
2: Ladies and gentlemen,
0: I wish you Karen would.
2: You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on you a Sunday.
1: You must feel free! back off. i said to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Go
2: back to Listen, I said, I said, excuse go, me. Go back, wherever you're from. I said, excuse me, don't be rude. But you're the one that's rude. No, I said, yes, excuse me, I'm trying to buy you're something. you in America. So? You're in America. So There's what? That's right none of your business. Stay out of it. I don't need to stay out of it. Stay I said, really, it. "Excuse not me." For everybody
0: to hear, stop being ignorant.
2: That's calling me ignorant? Oh yes. My all goodness.
0: And all that stuff. Oh yes, my absolutely. goodness!
2: You are you are yes. very rude. No, you're the one that's rude. I said, excuse me, because I, I'm trying to grab my medicine. You told me, you know what you told me. And I yes, I said, I said, if you don't like Just it, I'm sorry. On. Just go on. Just go on. It, Whatever. Not, get out of here. No, I'm and not going to get out of here. here. No. No, I'm not. Because this is here my here country. Yes, this is my country. country. Oh, yes, it is. No, oh, yes, it here. is. I don't That's care. We, do we want don't want. Here. I you don't do. care what you want or not. We no, do want you here.
0: Leave
2: me alone. How rude! How rude! Get her. to No, ma'am. Leave me this,
0: this, this is inappropriate.
2: Thank you, honey. Yeah, tell
0: for her. No, no, ma'am. Oh, tell her. It's inappropriate. How Speak me. For
2: the store. I'm not here
0: for the store. You're in the store.
2: I'm spending money in the store. Correct. So am I. Uh-huh. So we're both please consumers. go, please oh. go.
0: Oh, get out of here. <laughs> yep, that's a mean one right there. Okay, so we got another Karen on the loose here. This Karen goes through all of the traditional tropes. Go back to where you came from. This is America. Nobody wants you here. But there was some anti-Karens shopping that same day. Anti-Karens brings a smile to my face. Because all of us are empowered to be anti Karens. And I was really pleased when the man said no, we want you here, good for him. Because out of that entire exchange, the young lady who was experiencing the venom of that bigoted Karen. Maybe what that man said in that moment provides some relief for her to let her know we're all not the same here. And there are those who stand against people like that. But we do something very special on Indisputable. We are a mirror to the culture. We provide an opportunity for reflection and correction. We hope this particular Karen gets her life together and reflects upon what she did. Ben, thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you really like to see people standing up to racists, especially making races feel like they're alone in their racism, that their yeah, bigotry yes. is exactly what makes them isolated. And they're invited to be a part of everybody else having a good time, if they drop their racism and if they drop their bigotry. And that is just really what you love to see. And I also just want to touch on something that she said that I thought was kind of funny like she said oh this is an america this is america this is america um in response to just being asked to move so that this person could get their medicine from the shelf like like as though being in the united states means that you don't need to be polite like you still there's still an expectation right i know we like to talk about freedom but we all still owe each other like some basic human decency and and that means a little bit of like mental and emotional work to understand oh Maybe I'm the person that's being rude by being in the way, and maybe I should just move a little bit. It doesn't take much, but you can see where it goes when you're not willing to give it.
0: Very well said. Alright, I got something for everybody. Double dose.
2: You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue
1: on a and Sunday.
2: You're, you're I'm still so to you
1: are feel great! Back off! I said like, there's an African American man threatening my luck.
2: Done, you're, you're really fine. gonna
1: pay, really gonna pay, man with all due respect, you're in my lane. You killed me we Jackass, I was
2: in that lane first you hit I was changing lanes. I was
1: in my lane. this You! I, you're gonna pay.
0: I asked that that nicely know. to stop. multiple no. no! I don't have to stop you. She's been like <laughs> this for five years. Are you hurt? Do me <laughs> a favor. That's no idea. I know Well, I also wanted. This is simple geometry here. Karen, you're not in your lane. I don't care what you were trying to do. You failed at the execution of it. You're wrong and your verbal escalation is wrong as well. But once again, here's what happens. A person is so privileged that they believe that every traffic law and even the street itself should change rules
1: because they were trying to make an illegal turn. Then. What do you thought on this one? (laughs) I mean, it's main character syndrome strikes again, right? People walk around thinking, I'm the main character in the world. Any mild inconvenience against me is clearly the greatest travesty that's ever happened in the history of the world. And heaven forbid anybody suggests that I might slightly be at fault at something. And, like, that's the thing. If you are in a car accident and you're at fault, you can just be like, oh my goodness. Oh, I'm so sorry. And, like, I get it. Like, it makes it complicated for insurance stuff, for whatever. But, like, your insurance company is going to find out who's at fault anyway. So just right. apologize. And there's no need to scream at the top of your lungs because you caused the car accident.
0: Yeah, accidents happen, keep you cool, you'll get through it. All right, we got more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back, we got a lot of show left. Let me read a few of these fascinating comments. Okay. T O T member, just another radical dragon. It's true. They didn't ignore the complaints. They retaliated against the complaint. <laughs> that's right. The complainant. Uh that's not ignoring it. It's worse. You are absolutely correct. They did not let me let me correct myself again. They did not ignore the complaint. They actually retaliated against the man complaining. Correct. Uh Lynn, stop being ignorant. Bravo. That's right. Anti-Caronicity there. I think this is Wani R. This is what real news sounds like. Thank you. Braille W, Dr. Rashad, I respect you for apologizing for the mix up. It shows that you have integrity. Thank you for that. And on a personal note, I've also reached out so that I can apologize directly to that chief. It broke my heart over the weekend that I couldn't do it sooner, okay? We aim to get things right here. The story was right. The picture was wrong. So, an element of the story is wrong. And we want to get that right. And we would do that every time. Okay. We cannot give anyone perfection, but we can always give you integrity. All right. Okay. A black door dash driver. Black door dash driver gets pulled over by the police. Here's what happens. Me,
2: you can't do that, officer. Because I call for your get supervisor. Out. I have my get out. what is the you reason? I didn't not- give your information. I, told you I you didn't get on the refuse. Car. I asked. Now you're resisting. I have not refused. I asked to speak to your supervisor, get out. sir. I feel get uncomfortable. Out. Please get your supervisor. I don't give a- Don't touch noise. me. I said get out. Please stop it. Why are you being like this? Is this is how y'all really are? Please stop. Uh, this get is out. all on tape. Please stop. Get out of the car! Please don't hurt me! Why get are you doing out. this? No, sir. I'm telling you, get out! I'm, I'm telling you that this is not lawful. <laughs> oh my God! Get that's out. not lawful, get sir! Get out! That's not lawful! Get out.
0: The young man had not broken any laws. Put up a graphic of the cop. Grabbing this DoorDash driver. This happened on March 10th in Collegedale, Tennessee. Delani Gordon, a black DoorDash driver, was only moments away from making his next delivery when a cop passed, made a U-turn, pulled over Gordon for speeding. Okay. According to an update, that cop has not been relieved of duty. There is no suspension. He has not been put on leave. Nothing. According to his attorney, Gordon never believed he was speeding. When Mr. Gordon asked why he was being pulled over and requested for a supervisor, that's when things escalated. You have the right to request a supervisor, by the way. Gordon was fearful in the moment because he's never dealt with an I rate officer. In an email to the Washington Post, Lieutenant Jamie Heath of the College Dale Police Department said the body cam footage would be made available once investigations were closed. They also decided not to identify the officer. The footage. Captured by Gordon shows only 49 seconds of the incident. But his attorney, Ryan Wheeler, who released the video Friday to spark conversation in the community and raise awareness said the interaction had escalated too quickly and I agree. Question uh, questioning a police officer should not be met with an immediate escalation, should not be met with an officer Interpreting the exchange as a challenge to his authority, attorney Ryan Willis said to the news conference at the news conference on Friday. Willis said the public should be able to have respectful interactions with police without it escalating as it did in this incident. And I agree with the attorney on that. Gordon, who Willis said was unarmed, was charged with resisting arrest and obstruction of justice. Think about this. Think about the insanity of that. Resisting arrest for what? He wasn't supposed to be in a position to be arrested, he did nothing illegal. The cop made all of this up. If it had not been for the cop, this would not have been an issue, right? So you gotta think about it this way, cuz you always think solution based, right? Cops should respond to crimes, to real crimes, crimes that actually put people in danger, right? When the cop is creating the criminal element and then charging you for a crime and the only factor that lands you in jail is the fact that you had a conversation with a cop. Not because you did something illegal, not because the cop caught you doing something against the law, caught you doing a felony, robbing a bank or still, no, no. It's because you had an interaction with the cop and the cop didn't like how you handled the response. This is why professionalism matters, right? This is why de-escalation is a policy remedy. This is why it's taught to police officers. Unfortunately, sometimes the culture eats the policy alive. Uh, So he was arrested and charged with resisting arrest, obstruction of justice. Uh, The attorney said his client is focused on dealing with these charges. Gordon has no criminal history and we want to keep it that way. Now let me give you some of the people involved. Let me take you to the DA, put up a picture of the district attorney. His name is Neil. Pinkston, he's the DA. Now, what has the DA done? Now watch this political, let me kick the ball to somebody else without describing the incident. Keep his picture up. Without describing the incident or naming Mr. Gordon, the DA's office requested the county sheriff. The county sheriff to investigate a traffic stop incident by the Collegedale Police Department involving a driver facing the same charges as Gordon. So let me get this right. Hold on, wait a minute. The DA's office, by the way, the DA is elected as an investigative body also, not only to prosecute, but to investigate crimes. So the DA is saying, eh, let's kick this on down to the sheriff. Let the sheriff investigate, let police investigate the police. Yeah, that do it. When the DA is in power to investigate law enforcement, the DA all of a sudden, wants the sheriff to investigate law enforcement. I wonder has the DA done this before for anyone else? See, this is why people don't like the police typically. It's because of these special rules, because of these nuances that don't make sense. Have you ever heard of the DA saying, we're gonna get to the bottom of it. So I have instructed this unrelated police agency to investigate by my request. The DA can't even run the sheriff's office. The DA has no authority over a constitutionally officer such as a sheriff. None, let's put up a picture of the police chief, Dale police chief, his name is Jack, Jack C. Sapp the third, yeah. In a Facebook post March 15th, the department said it will be cooperating fully with the sheriff's probe and added that it is conducting its own investigation. Well damn, everybody's investigating except the DA. So let me get this right. The city police, they're investigating themselves. The sheriff is investigating the city police by request of the investigative authority known as the DA, but the DA is investigating nobody. Do you really think they're going to render a decision that is favorable to the victim of this cop? Of course not. This insanity has to
1: stop. Ben, thoughts? I mean, my first thought is the fact that, I mean, this man, when he's getting pulled over, he trusted the system enough to ask for a supervisor. He thought that bringing in a supervisor was a good option. He was like, I feel unsafe in this situation, so you know what I'm gonna do. We're just gonna ask the supervisor to show up just because that would make me feel more comfortable. So this is clearly somebody who's not like, this isn't somebody that's in the ACAB crowd, I'm assuming, because he at least has enough trust in the system to think that bringing a supervisor would help the situation if he feels unsafe. So obviously, He got done really wrong here in this instance and what is really frustrating about this is there this is this pervasive mentality that is the result of police officers largely having a lot of impunity from committing acts of violence, where police officers basically know that they can do violence to you without repercussion, mm-hmm. but you don't you're not in the same position, right? Your job is to be, you know, like obviously very peaceful. And so that imbalance of force right there that the system allows basically lets police officers treat any even question to them. Them as some sort of threat, and then they escalate instead of taking a step back.
0: Well said. And listen, I got a friend that drives for DoorDash. In order to get that damn approval, you have to basically go through a CIA background check. All right, that cop knew that man was legit. Cop kills a teen, gets one year in jail. Let's put up a picture. This is so sad. Former Lenoir County Sheriff Deputy Michael Davis on the left and Hunter Britton on the right. This former Arkansas Sheriff's Deputy was convicted of killing that young man. The charge of conviction was negligent homicide. The sentence one year in jail. He killed a 17 year old during a traffic stop. He's only going to get one year in jail. Okay, the jury found Davis guilty of the charge. Now, you, you may wonder how in the world do you get only one year in jail for something that leads to the death It's called negligent homicide. Well, ladies and gentlemen in Arkansas negligent homicide is a misdemeanor. It is a misdemeanor offense. He gets one year, but not on the more serious offense of manslaughter. Negligent homicide is a misdemeanor punishable by up to a year in prison. Manslaught is a felony for which David would have faced between three and ten years, but that's not what it is. That's not what happened. That's not what they decided to charge a convict on. Rebecca Payne, the young man's mother said family members wanted the deputy convicted of the felony to assure he could not serve as a law enforcement officer. Again, now what's going to happen? Are people going to have to fear for their lives again? She told reporters, uh, ma'am, I'm so sorry for your loss, but yes, that's right. A misdemeanor does not prohibit a cop from being a cop. He has been convicted of an offense that will allow him to remain what's called post certified or to obtain post certification from another state in the future. He has no felony on his record, even though he has a dead body, a teenage body that he killed him. Meanwhile, Davis's attorney plans to challenge the conviction, it says Davis was fired after the shooting by Sheriff John Staley, let's put up a picture of the sheriff. Okay, that's the sheriff that let him go. Because Davis did not turn on his body camera until after he left the shooting. Now remember, the body camera thing, right? We've talked about this extensively on Indisputable. Here's how you enforce the body camera rule. If you're Police division does not have body cameras in your local community, you make sure they get them. I'm saying this to everyone, regardless of political affiliation, that's good for community, that's good for cop. If there are good cops, they want everything to be recorded. Because that protects them from lies. And community, well, you already know, it protects them from corrupt cops, right? So it's a good thing. But it would never be implemented fully until your local jurisdiction passes laws that says if you manipulate this camera, you will be charged with tampering with evidence. That's a felony. If you manipulate the footage, if you turn it off, if you choose not to turn it on, you will be charged with tampering with evidence. Infraction without enforcement means nothing. Okay. Dave Davis pulled over the 17-year-old. Britain on June 23rd 2021 giving you background to this story. Davis told investigators that he shot the 17 year old once in the neck during the stop outside an auto repair shop after the teen exited his truck and reached into the bed of the pickup while failing to comply with his commands to show his hands according to the arrest affidavit. Britain was holding a container which his family members have said held antifreeze and no evidence of firearms were found in or near the truck investigators said. A passenger with Britain said he and the team had been working on the transmission for Britain's truck. Britain's family members have said he was grabbing the container to place behind the truck's wheel to stop it from rolling backward. The passenger and another witness testified They never heard Davis tell the teen to show his hands. And there was also an initial report from this story. We covered this initially. There was a report from this story that said the young man told the officer why he needed to do it. It was actually to protect the cop. It was to stop the truck from rolling back on the police officer. So in his attempt to actually save the police, he gets
1: killed. I mean this is just absolutely infuriating because I mean like the 1 year sentence like I don't know like I personally am somebody that is in favor of like shorter sentences and things like that but we need to understand this is a law enforcement officer we need to understand if he's not turning on his camera then that would suggest that there's a little bit more forethought, or at least even more extreme negligence. And we also need to understand this is a person who's in a position of power, who should know better, who should be more responsible. And I personally think there should be a separate higher standard for law enforcement officers whenever they're facing criminal charges, that they should face more severe criminal charges yep. because of the position that they hold. Because, I mean, this is just a 17 year old, I mean, he's just a young kid. and. For a routine traffic stop to end in somebody's like losing their life is just absolutely a tragic, but especially somebody who hasn't even experienced the majority of life. And it's just just absolutely infuriating to see that he might have the potential to become a law enforcement officer again and do exactly the same thing potentially in the future. And I want to say
0: this, it was all by design. They designed the charge this way, they designed the conviction this way. He is now allowed based on regular statute, he is allowed to be a police officer. This is only a misdemeanor conviction. And you don't think there's some police chief out there? There's there's some sheriff out there, some governor out there who would not hire this individual, of course. All right, let me read some of these amazing comments. Jonathan Filiaciano, Um, how was the driver obstructing justice or resisting arrest in his own car? God as Leo says police need to start answering the citizens questions. They supposed to work for us since we pay their wages and it was such a simple thing. It wasn't as if this is a guy you're chasing from some kind of crime. This is just the person you said, mm, I think he was speeding. And remember, obviously, the young man was correct when he said, I don't think I was speeding at all, because guess what? He didn't get charged with speed, all right. General Wright uh, took a lot more than one year from that child, that's right. Roger Harris and a spit in the face to the victim's family. It's very sad, isn't it? Um, Sith 27, wow, so you could really get away with murder pretty easily in Arkansas. Yep, always great having you on Indisputable. Tell people how they can follow you, check out your great work.
1: Yeah, you can catch me on Galaxy Brain every Friday at 4 PM Eastern time on the Young Turks Twitch channel. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Benjamin Carollo.
0: Thank you, my friend. Welcome to Indisputable.
1: When you're used to privilege, equality seems like oppression. It hits you in a certain way when someone is holding you against your will, treating
2: you like you're a criminal and you're an innocent person. This is something that black people face no matter where they are.
0: A stronger black economy lends itself to a stronger, greater economy. Don't think it's exclusive of you, it's inclusive of you. What's your beef with critical race theory? It adds more fuel to the fire of the racist tendencies that we already have. We have a generation of problem solvers that can remedy the problem if they are properly taught what the problem is. You
2: know who created redlining in this country? Mm -hmm. The white liberal.
0: I, I I don't give a damn who created it. If it's well, a racist I, 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 policy, I racist policy, Shelly, here's what I don't to. know. I don't know. So, see, there you go filibustering, brother. You're scared of this truth, but you're gonna get it though.